Does your metabolism suck? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Do you want off the diet roller coaster? Do you wish there was a simple solution to get you healthier, smaller, and have more energy? Hi friends, I'm Jolene, a nutritional therapy practitioner, a wife, a furry gardener, and non-bendy yogi. Like you, I spent years chasing skinny instead of health, until I finally learned there was more to getting healthy and smaller than just eating less and moving more. Welcome to Holistic Health Made Simple Podcast, where I share all the tips, tricks, and science to set you free from the overwhelm of diet culture and the frustration with the ever-changing health rules. I go beyond the calorie and diet dogma to equip you to be healthy through simple changes to real food, mindset, and lifestyle. Are you ready to learn how to tailor your journey to you and your current health for solutions that are broken down into simple steps to make it easier to implement? Results that are undeniable, like more energy, improved mood, better sleep, and fat loss? This is the podcast for you. Pop in those headphones, take a deep breath, and let's get healthy. Hey there. So as I was recording the last episode, which is episode 30 on metabolic health, pointing out the markers of metabolic health and what to look for and how to improve them. I gave you my normal tips at the end. How do you improve your metabolic health? And right in the middle of recording, I realized that four of these reoccur over and over and over again. But as I present them, when we talk about big general health items or issues, they're very generic, as generic as eat less, move more. So in the next few weeks, we're going to start tightening things up and giving you a little bit smaller tips, like a very one actionable thing. Today is going to be a little bit bigger, but it's still actionable. So let's dive into what these four reoccurring tips are and which one we're going to talk about today. These basic four tips, diet, exercise, sleep, and stress. You've heard me say it over and over again. You've got to eat right for you. You've got to move more. You've got to get quality sleep and you've got to reduce your stress. The diet one is where we start. All four of these are your basics. Before you go into biohacking or finding some easy buttons, if you don't have these down, no matter what you do, you're going to bounce back. You got to get these four things down to stay and maintain health. But diet, diet is a big one because I often say, and I think I just said this, but you got to eat right for you. What exactly does that mean? You see, each one of us is unique. Bioindividuality, had a whole episode on that too, I believe. But we've got to figure out what foods affect us today with what's going on inside of us today. How exactly do I do this? I work with people specifically on this to figure out what foods are affecting them. And there's two ways we do this. First way is through a food and mood body diary. Basically for a minimum of two weeks up to a month or longer, I want you to record everything you eat or drink. Not the amounts, just everything, whether it's a few sips of Coke, Diet Coke, whatever, or whether it's a meal, just write down everything you're eating. Now, if that's hard to do, take a picture of it. Every time you eat or drink something, take a picture of it, take a picture of it, take a picture of it. Your phone records the time, I mean, the date. So that'll tell you on this day, I ate all of this. And then every day I want you to record, do you have a headache? 
Did you have any digestive issues? Did you have indigestion? Did you have the runs? Did you, were you constipated? Um, did your joints ache? Were you sluggish? Were you tired? Were you cranky? All of that. Just record it and write it all down. And then what we do at the end of the two weeks or the 30 days, we start looking for patterns. Now they're not always easy to see, but foods can take up to three days for you to have a reaction to. So we need to look at a bigger picture. That's why I say 30 days is ideal or longer, but two weeks you can kind of start seeing patterns, especially if you eat the same foods over and over again. We start looking for patterns. I got a headache on this day. Three days before you had tomatoes. Every time you got a headache, three days before you had tomatoes. Tomatoes might be your offending food. We remove the tomatoes. We see if the headaches reoccur. If not, we do it more. This way does take a little longer because we're pulling out, putting back, pulling out, putting back. Along with gut health, we work on the gut health as well because that also affects the way we react to foods. But we start pulling it out, pulling it out, and seeing what we're left with and seeing if we get the same symptoms. This does take a lot of time and effort. But it's worth it in the end when you start seeing these patterns. Oh, this food affected me. Oh, that food made me cranky. Oh, if I have too much sugar, I get really bad afternoon crashes or caffeine makes me jittery. Those are all things that we start seeing when we write down how our body's reacting throughout the day as well as what we're eating. See, most of the time people tell you, just keep track of the food you're eating. Well, that's not telling you how that food's affecting you. So when we keep track of this, this mood and body, we do an assessment, we just kind of Start writing it down. If you feel like you got cranky one day, you write down that. You, you also write down if you've got lack of sleep or stress so that we can take that into consideration too. But you kind of look for it and you start being a private detective and going through and start seeing the patterns of what is happening in you every time you eat a certain food. And then you eliminate it and see if those symptoms go away. Now, the other way of figuring out what foods affect you is the complete opposite. It's an elimination diet. We basically remove just about everything and then start introducing it. And then we reintroduce things one at a time. So let's dive into really what a true elimination diet is. There's a, lots of different on the web ways of doing this. And even I do it different ways depending on the person. The first way is the ultimate elimination diet, meaning you go beef, water, and salt only for a month and then we start introducing different vegetables and dairy and all that in one at a time for about a week at a time to see if you there's any effect on the body when you start reintroducing these now there's other ways is where we look at certain classifications of food depending on what's going on with you inside of you thyroid other things and we remove certain classifications like for instance nightshades we take all nightshades out for about a month, two weeks to a month, and then we introduce them one at a time again to see if there's specific nightshades or if it's nightshades as an entire family that's bothering you. At the same time, we always wanna be working on gut health because we know food sensitivities stem from the gut. Food allergies are more than a gut problem, but sensitivities generally, once you heal the gut, you can actually start reintroducing foods that were bothering you before. Now, there will be some things that cause joint aches, um, some arthritic issues and stuff like that, that you may just want to leave out altogether because you don't want to have these reoccurrence of symptoms. 
We also, again, make sure that we take a body check as we're removing everything and as we're entering it in to see what's going on in our body when things happen. We also take a mental note of sleep and stress as well because we wanna make sure that it's not that causing it that particular day or if it's actually the food. So there's two main dietary ways of doing it, a complete elimination diet or playing detective on your food diary where you don't really change anything, you're just trying to find patterns. The third way would be running a food sensitivity test or a food allergy test. While this is very helpful, it's not always 100% accurate because it gives you levels of sensitivity. So sometimes there's foods listed that maybe don't have a huge effect, but come up as um, presenting as a problem. Also, if you don't haven't eaten a certain food in a long period of time, it's not going to come up one way or the other because you haven't eaten it. Um, that's especially true with like gluten. People always want to have a gluten sensitivity test or a gluten allergy test, but they haven't eaten gluten for months. If you haven't eaten it, the test is not going to present accurately. So unfortunately, you have to have all the foods you normally want to eat for about two to three weeks prior to any of these tests and then have the test and they will be a lot more accurate if uh, any foods are offending or aggravating your body. So those are the three ways I work on it. If you need help and you want to try it yourself, I suggest, honestly, if you're going to try it yourself, I suggest doing the food diary or trying that way first, taking into account everything you eat or drink and start looking for patterns of when you have symptoms arise. The symptoms will arise anywhere from immediate to 72 hours. After 72 hours, it's probably not an offending food from the day before. So you got to kind of look at things in patterns over and over again. Now, headaches can be caused by nightshades, stress, or indigestion. So maybe something's affecting your digestion and it's giving you a headache. There's lots of things. That's where a qualified practitioner can help guide you through this a lot quicker and with a different eye. When we're looking at ourselves, it's often hard to see because sometimes it's our favorite foods that are the offending item. And we don't want to give them up, so we're trying to find something else to blame it on. So our tip today is... Start with a food diary. Write down everything you eat or drink. You don't count calories, you're not counting macros, you're just writing it all down to see if there's any patterns you can physically see and start there. Ready to go all in and try the elimination diet? That's the second place I would start. Before you go into testing, which can get very costly, do your food diary, do your elimination diet, and see if something you can figure out on your own without spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Those are the first two places I always suggest starting. And I always start with my clients if they're up to the challenge of the work that needs to be put in to do both of these. If you have any additional questions on either one of these two techniques, send me an email. If you really want food testing, send me an email. I will help you with any of that. But the goal is, is to find the offending foods for you so you can start healing and start moving towards that healthy weight and overall health. On that note, friends, I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and it provided value that you can take into your own health journey. I would be incredibly grateful if you could help spread the word. Share the podcast with others that will find the information as helpful as you did. 
It's through your support that I continue to grow and bring you more amazing content. If you have a spare moment, I would truly appreciate it if you could leave a review. Your feedback means the world to me and it also helps others discover my show. I read every review and take your suggestions to heart, so please don't hesitate to let me know what you think. Remember, you can stay connected with me by following me on Instagram or visiting the website at holistichealthmadesimple.com. I love hearing from our listeners, so feel free to reach out and share your thoughts, ideas, and even suggestions for future episodes. Once again, thank you for being part of my community. Together, let's keep spreading the knowledge, inspiration, and great conversations. Until next time, have a blessed day.